Welcome to Drinks at Work from Boothby with Sam Bygrave, that's me. Today, something a little different to usual and something I'd like to do a bit more of. I'm talking to Annalise Grazioli and breaking a little bit of news while we're at it. She's got a new bar on the way called Bar Kokomo. So we're gonna find out a bit about what to expect when it opens in mid to late September. Annalise has built quite the career for herself up in Darwin. She worked for a long time for David and Kelly Robinson at their long-standing tequila bar and restaurant, Hot Tamale. She's won a bunch of bartending comps and prizes during that time. Annalise then went on to become a business partner of the Robinsons, opening her first bar, Hanky Panky Lounge, at the start of 2022. It must be doing well because bar number two is on the way now. I will note that we did have a few audio issues throughout the recording, so this episode isn't as long as I would have liked. There's a lot more I would have liked to have talked about with Annalise, but that's just the way the internet works. Okay, let's get into my chat now with Annalise Grazioli. Uh, Annalise Grazioli, thanks for joining me on Drinks at Work from Boothby. Thanks for having me, really excited to be here. <laughs> you are an award-winning bartender. You're the co-owner of the highly regarded Hanky Panky Lounge up in Darwin, and you're about to open your second bar, Bar Kokomo. But before we get into that, I really want to find out what we can expect from Bar Kokomo. Um, feels weird to say Bar Kokomo a couple of times. Um, but before we get into that, what's your origin story? How'd you get into bartending? Um, so mine probably goes back to when I was even 14. Uh, I just finished work at Subway and my dad, who was running ALM at the time, was like, oh, my mate from CUB is about to open a cafe. Are you keen to you know, get some shifts there and work there? I was like, Oh yeah, that sounds fun. Um, happened to be a cafe on the waterfront. And that was from David and Kelly, who then just as I was about to turn 18, I'd applied for uni and they're like, oh, we're gonna open a restaurant. Do you wanna come work there in your gap year? I was like, yeah, that sounds like fun. Um, that was Hot Smiley, and I fell in love with the bar industry there, fell in love with tequila and all agave spirits, and then that went on from that to cocktails and I guess just the support of the industry in Darwin really pushed me to enter comps and have fun with it and then yeah just went from there. Yeah the, the scene up in Darwin is like it's a small scene but it seems very tight-knit and really kind of supportive of one another. Yeah definitely they're like it changed so much through the years and like we've had so many come, great people come and go I say like even though it's been awesome people the whole time right now it's probably it's peak there's so many supportive people everyone is there to help each other through all different aspects of life, not just hospitality. So it's, yeah, it's very, very cool group up here. Um, that's pretty special. What were the big things you took out of Hot Tamale going on into your career? Uh, I guess one of my passions that came from learning in such a large venue, for those who've not been, it's a 220-seat uh, Mexican restaurant and bar on like the Darwin waterfront, which is sort of our very big touristy area, so very, very <laughs> high volume. Um, like someone's upwards of like, you know, 50, 60 mm. staff on the books at once. And, yeah, it was a very big learning for me. There's the training side. Um, we had a lot of great people through, but something that Darwin's always lacked is like the – ease of ability of finding great staff already great people but having skills that was probably the harder thing we relied a lot on uh backpackers coming through and bringing some great skills from there but they would never stay long enough to help us then to train the next generation so that was probably the biggest challenge so my tr love for training came from there and that's probably something that I realized <laughs> yeah. about myself and what I love to do is to train and that was obviously probably one of the reasons I could stay in that position for so long was because I love to train if not it'd be very hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine it's probably wouldn't have suited my particular skill sets I've got zero patience <laughs> let's break some news now so you're uh, about to open bar Kokomo uh, what's the big idea behind the new bar um well seeing 
the reaction, I guess, at Hanky Panky Lounge to having a cocktail bar in Darwin and like the other small bars that are all working hard and doing such a great job up here, there's definitely still a need for more. There's definitely room in the market. Um, and we're such a tropical place, yet we don't really have a tropical bar in the city. Um, so I was really excited to, you know, we've got such a similar climate to the Caribbean and that sort of area. So I wanted to bring that sort of style, like 1940s, 1960s, sort of just after Ernest Hemingway time um, of the Caribbean to Darwin. And I think from what I've seen already, I think it's going to have a really great spot and fit in really well. It blows my mind that um, Darwin doesn't have any kind of sort of tropical kind of cocktail bar. Uh, why do you think that's been the case that there hasn't had one so far? I think we're like both basically like the past 10 years, restaurants definitely kicked off the scene and a lot of the cocktail bartenders were working in restaurants. Small bars itself has probably only really kicked off the last three or four years in Darwin. So there's still lots of room and lots of space for uh, the different genres to pop in. Um, people went definitely the side of like aged spirits and, you know, gin distilleries with bars and we've got a dive bar, but no one had really, I guess we haven't covered all the genres we needed to, which is Hanky Panky was the first classics bar and now I guess I'm just trying to fill in all the spots that have been missed, I think, <laughs> and that'd be well received. So what, you're going to tell me you're going to have a gin bar next and then, what, a, a, you know, a whiskey bar? <laughs> what, what have we got up there that you have to fill in? Nah, I feel like a dive bar next. I feel like that's the vibe everyone wants to go. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to the drinks, you're going to be doing these tropical style drinks. Uh, is this like, are you going to go full on to tiki? Are you going to be doing a lot of bit of classics? Are you going to be stopping, stocking a big range of rum? Can you sort of give us an idea of the, the drinks program? Yeah, so definitely more Caribbean style rather than tiki. Um, just using great rum. So trying to source stuff is probably one of our biggest challenges up here, but that's what my next few weeks is definitely going to be trying to source different cool rums that aren't you know, standard for up here at the very least. And just using those and creating great drinks around the rums and sort of bringing those exciting flavours, you know, simplicity, but really, really great flavours and just having a bit of fun with it. Yeah, so what's it, what are the challenges like trying to get stock in Darwin? I know it's probably not the most accessible place. You obviously don't get the kind of access to stock that we do on the East Coast here. Uh, is that difficult when you're trying to build out a bar? Oh, absolutely. Um, we, in addition, like we get most of our stuff through Adelaide. So the stuff they stock up here is quite limited and you have to sort of prove that you'll be buying it before they even consider it. So you're having to pay or get cross stock, which can take up to a week, week and a half sometimes to get up here through Adelaide. <laughs> um, in addition, I go direct with a lot of my stuff, especially the whiskeys, because it's just yeah. impossible to keep a constant flow of the amount that we have. Uh, so I believe rum is going to be the same. It's just going to have to be ordering direct, paying for shipping and all the fun stuff that comes with that. Yeah. When you opened Hanky Panky Lounge, what was that experience like and how has it sort of informed what you do now with Bar Kokomo, what have you had to? What have you learned? I suppose, and I guess does it make it any easier, or is this uh, just as just as difficult as first time around? Uh, it's difficult in a different way, just because like the setout's going to be a little bit different. It's easier because I sort of know what I'm doing and just have to go with the flow and accept the challenges that pop up every single week. But as a whole, I'd say it's definitely <laughs> I have more confidence in myself in making those decisions. I guess is the easier part. Yeah, and who are the who are the key personnel at Bar Kokomo? So you're one of the owners. You're in partnership with Dave and Kelly Robinson, um, like you are in Hanky Panky Lounge. Yeah. Who else is involved? I can't talk about the staff yet. I've had some awesome people approach me and say they're keen to be a part of it, and I'm definitely keen on them. But as they haven't actually resigned from their jobs or spoken to their employers yet, I can't name them. But it's going to be some great Darwin bartender household names joining the team, which is awesome. 
That's good. I, well, I don't want to get anyone fired before that before you got the bar open. Uh, <laughs> tell it. Tell us. So, what, what's the vibe that you're going to go for? What's the decor going to look like? Uh, how big's the bar going to be? Uh, so small bar license, so just under 100 again, similar to Hanky. Um, the space is a bit smaller. It's actually spread across two tenancies. Uh, one side's mostly like the loungy side, where the other side's got the bar set up in it um, and some just like low booth tables and stuff like that. So it's going to be cosy again, but still quite tropical, but dark. So it'll be curtained off. So it'll be a dark room again, but lots of palm trees, lots of comfy seating, um, great decor, a bit of fun, uh, plantation shutters, imagine all that. <laughs> Why have you Why have you decided to stay in Darwin and not move like others have to sort of bigger bartending cities like Brisbane, Sydney, and Melbourne? It's kind of like you know, I mean, Brisbane. All, a lot of their bartenders always head south. What sort of makes you stay in Darwin? What What's the appeal there for you? Uh, a few things over the years, quite funny ones sometimes. Like I did actually plan to move to Sydney on three separate occasions. Um, never enough to be starting to pack up the house or anything, but made the decision of when <laughs> I was going to move. But something just always popped up, whether it was uh, the most recent one was COVID. Um, that was the definite pushback for that one. Um, before that, it was my husband waiting on a visa. And <laughs> the one before that, something else had popped up that I decided to stay for another two years. So there was always like, I guess, if you believe in fate, there was fate pushing me to stay in Darwin. And I guess just the opportunities here that came up from that, like I always told myself I never wanted to open a venue after running <laughs> multiple restaurants and it was definitely going to be too much hard work. But when the right opportunity comes, and I'm obviously so glad I've done it, it's been a lot of fun and definitely more my style being in bars. So it's great. <laughs> yeah. And what's that feeling like opening a place of your own? Um, you, you mentioned that you'd you don't necessarily. You didn't necessarily want to go into bar ownership, having run places for people. But do you work well, sort of, you know, being the boss there and, and answering kind of to yourself? Yeah, I guess I was lucky. Like with David, who was my employer before and now my business partner, he did give me a lot of freedom, especially at Hot Tamale. He sort of let me run it how I wanted to. He was just sort of around if I needed him, but I got to basically run the place as it felt my own. So that part wasn't hard. Like I really enjoyed that part, and I knew I was going to be comfortable doing that with a team. I guess the biggest thing I found is having a small team is definitely more my style. I like to be part of the team rather than just overseeing stuff. So that was probably a big learning that with a small team, it was definitely more enjoyable, um, get more out of it, and also be able to get that more valuable time with each staff member with training. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I forgot to ask you about the bar, uh, the new place. Uh, where's it going to be and how did you find the space? Uh, so I wasn't particularly looking for a second place. Yes, it was playing on my mind that I was maybe in the next year or so going to maybe go on the hunt for one. Um, but then a restaurant went yeah. into liquidation quite publicly. Um, and the space is right near, it's called Austin Lane. It's sort of like the Clarence Street of Darwin. There is already <laughs> small bars around that area. It's a great nightlife away from the nightclubs, but where some cool late night venues are. Um, so it's a great area and it's been developed by the Down City Council a lot. So it's really beautiful. So having it sort of in that area was a big draw. And yeah, just there'd been 12 offers already by the time I spoke to the guys doing the lease, but I chucked in an offer anyway, um, yeah. just to see how it went. And yeah, they picked us. So that was awesome. Well, what was it about your offer, do you think, that um, made them go with you? Uh, I think because it was David and myself, um, they've seen obviously Hanky Panky and then at the waterfront with Hot Smiley and Snapper Rocks. I think they knew we were good operators and were keen to not just reopen it as it is, but spend a little bit of money and making it something 
a bit more exciting mm. than the space that was there. So that's why I think they picked us. Yeah. And what's the small bar scene in Darwin like now? It's been a few years, more than a few years now, actually, since I've last been to Darwin, so that's my bad. But what's the, what's the scene like? Uh, it's growing so well. Like There's so many passionate people heading up the bars now that are just developing so quickly um, with the trends and trying to stay on top of it and, you know, I guess, grow the scene with the training side because that was, like I said, always our biggest struggle up here is having trained or qualified people coming in. We didn't really have, but we definitely have the passionate people. So uh, seeing it grow and seeing the support from brands, sending people up and that side has been awesome. So it's definitely, it's still early days for the bar scene up here, but it's definitely growing in the right direction. Yeah, look, I mean, there's never, I haven't met a more passionate kind of group of bartenders than when I've been to, bar, uh, to Darwin in the past. Um, and I hope that the brands are kind of getting there a bit more often because I know you guys kind of really do end up supporting the brands that do make the effort to get up there, right? Correct. Yeah. The, they've been awesome. The, it's just great. Like, I swear there's like sometimes during the year there's someone here like every week. <laughs> it gets a bit much sometimes, <laughs> but it's awesome. <laughs> oh, well, it's, now it's a bit much. That's great. Um, okay. I'm going to wrap this up. I'm so sorry for the audio issues that we've had. Um, the connection to yeah. Darwin is not really working too well, but, um, uh, so this is like the last question I ask most people. It's, uh, you know, the drinks at work question. It's <laughs> what makes a great bar? But more importantly, what makes Annalise Grazioli happy in a bar? Mine's about the all-round sort of, I guess, the experience from when you walk in the door. Uh, too many times I've gone into bars like where the music's not loud enough or the lights are too bright or there's obviously no one there to say hello. Um, so mine's about the whole experience. Like as soon as you walk in, I want it to, your like the smell of the venue, <laughs> everything to be sort of, at the right level to be welcoming. So you do want to continue up to the bar. And by the time you get there, obviously to be able to have a chat to the bartender is my favorite thing, yeah. um, sitting at a bar. So it's just, I guess, having that training of, you know, if someone's sitting at a bar, like have that chat, say hi, try to, if they don't want to have a conversation, that's fine. But if they do, that's awesome. And that sort of experience to me is really important. And yeah, what I like. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I can completely agree with you on that. Uh, Thank you again, Annalise, for taking the time to chat to me. Actually, before we go, when when are you hoping to have the bar open so people know? Uh, and mid to late September. That's the goal. Also, if people want to follow you on social media, how can they, they follow Bar Kokomo? Yeah. Uh, Instagram's at bar.kokomo and then Facebook's just Bar Kokomo. They're up and ready to follow. Wonderful. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I wish you all the best of luck with opening the bar. Thank you so much, Sam. I appreciate your time. Thanks again to Annalise and thank you to you for listening. If you like this episode or if you're enjoying the podcast, please give it a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get yours and give it a review if you've got the time. I always like to see those. Also, if you've got feedback, you can drop me an email at sam at boothby.com.au. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, this has been Drinks at Work from Boothby.